Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and today I'm joined by Jamie. Hello. Well, hello there. How are you? <laughs> Lovely, Angie. Oh, superb. <laughs> so for today's show, we will be discussing the Netflix original, The Mirowitz Stories, which is a movie that portrays a family kind of coming together around a father who becomes ill. And they're, all three siblings have a very strange relationship with the father and it's kind of each one of their own stories as to why mm -hmm. exactly so so first impressions jamie go my first impressions are that overall i liked the movie although i th i thought it was interesting in the way that they transitioned between stories yeah i guess Abruptly. i kind of under <laughs> yeah <laughs> like just kind of cut off mid-sentence <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, I kind of, I like the fact that they did that just because they put the word stories in the title to, yeah. so like to have separate like stories kind of was a good layout for it in that way. Right. New and selected. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, my first impression was that I never thought I would see Adam Sandler in a serious role where I found his character believable, but yeah. I definitely found Adam Sandler's serious role as Danny, like very believable, which is impressive to me because in my mind, he'll like always be Billy Madison, but <laughs> I was able to separate that with this character of Danny and like actually see him as a serious, as a serious character. So yeah, same. It was, it was good was to impressive. see him, you know, branching out and being serious. Well, I think he's been in a few other serious roles before, but there's none that like I could take him seriously, I guess. Right. Yeah, like yeah, it just yeah. wasn't believable to me to, for, for him to be a serious character, but he really does well with this role. And I was like fully going into it, expecting to like not find it believable because he'll always be Billy Madison kind of mindset. But I did right from the beginning, like believe his character. So yeah. no, I think you did a really props good job. Props to Adam Sandler. Yeah. Props to Adam Sandler and to Ben Stiller. Like they, yeah. I don't know. They they all did Eight a really names good in this job. Movie. <laughs> I know, like huge names. And also, yeah. Emma Thompson played uh, Maureen, which is yeah. the newest wife. That was Professor Trelawney, <laughs> right? Um, was Trelawney by, played by her? I don't know. Was she? I They're definitely so. very similar characters. Look at Trelawney actress. <laughs> yeah, Emma Thompson. Okay. Because like when go. I first saw her, because she's sort of like zany, earthy, like a really drunk right. Frankie. And so I was like, <laughs> yeah, a really drunk Frankie. It's like as if you exactly <laughs> if you combined Grace and Frankie into one person, it's basically her. Yes, and, and I Frankie was, was like, just drunk and pessimistic all the time. Exactly, and I was like, she looks awfully like Trelawney, and it was her. So okay, Maureen was a very strange character. Yeah. She I it, like I thought okay she's just like the quirky alcoholic wife of this guy but then she gets weird when she tries to like keep Harold's medical information from the yeah. kids and just like wanders off while he's in the hospital in a coma to go shopping or something that's the like, thing. she does that and also weird. she like really promotes giving up like selling the house and selling mm -hmm. the art and and so it kind of seems like she just wants the money. Yeah. 
Which is but yeah. Yeah. And then like it her her whole character storyline ends oddly because it's just with um Harold saying to Danny at the end, Oh yeah, Maureen went off to go shopping a few hours ago and hasn't come back yet. I don't know what could be taking her so long and we never see her again after that. Right. <laughs> so, like that she just leave forever. Like what, well, and what? like just before that we had seen this uh, we had a scene where she was telling Danny that it was like or Matt one Matt, one of them that Matthew, it was yeah. Matthew that it was too much like it was a lot to handle yeah. and blah blah blah. So maybe she just like abandoned post with the That's- money. That's kind of the impression I got, honestly, because she does talk a lot about how this is hard for her to have him back. And I think that all of them were probably expecting Harold to die at that point. So like the fact that, so she was probably thinking she was going to have the money from having sold the house and Harold was going to be dead and she could just kind of (laughs) go off into the universe with his money. And then he lives and she becomes like his caretaker because she has to, because, yeah. you know, he's not in a state to take care of himself. Right. Um, so I kind of think that the impression is that maybe she just leaves <laughs> I mean, forever. <laughs> as far as we know, that's what happened. So. Right. I mean, that's true. It's only been a few hours, so maybe she comes yeah. back. But <laughs> she could have also just, like, drunkenly crashed the car again. Like, who knows? It going like three miles an hour into a tree. <laughs> Somehow she sustains a head injury from that. I don't know. Like, I don't even think you were going fast enough to jolt the car at all. I know. Like, you barely even heard, like, the hit. The I know. You just kind of just slowly rolled into a tree. But yet she's got, like, ice on her head. And I'm like, eh, yeah. I don't think you were going fast enough for that. <laughs> yeah. She's just overall pretty pretty strange and of course like she's meant to be some sort of culinary genius or something and yet she's feeding them like raw shark and (laughs) And yeah is it clams or mussels i'm not sure the ones that are supposed to open when you cook them i think that's clams and mussels are supposed to as well Okay, maybe, maybe it's, it's all. Then. I don't know. They all shellfish. So I think like up. it's an indication that it, it, it has cooked. died. Yeah, because right the muscles relax or whatever. Well, I think I think if the muscle is dead before you cook oh, it, it won't that. open up, and like then it means it could be like bad oh, because yeah, yeah. it could have like gone rancid in the shell kind I of thing. That's probably right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, eat them. But I was gonna I say, like my understand the theory behind them. My uh, ingestion of shelled creatures is very minimal. But, <laughs> That's fair. But Most I, of the shelled creatures <laughs> I have ingested in the past have come deshelled. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but uh, yeah, Maureen's just weird. And then it's interesting to see how Harold, the father, or the dad, as Maureen yeah. calls him. Um, <laughs> interacts with each of the well at least we don't really see him interacting with Jean on her own but like no. the way he sort of like plays with Danny and Matthew is kind of frustrating and yeah. you can kind of see how he's slightly like manipulative of each of them yes, to sort of in like essentially making them think that he prizes the other a little more than them so it's right. like a weird dynamic so like kind of always keep them like in competition yeah. with each other to like be trying to outdo the other one because dad always seems to favor the opposite one kind of thing. Right. And then he gets so upset when like 
at the end when Danny and Matthew are sort of getting along and he's going to head to go see him. He's kind right. of like, no, I need you. Like something that I think he would never say. I need right. you. He's like trying to force him to stay. And it's like, does he really need Danny to be there or does he just not want Danny to go and stay with Matthew? Right. Is like the question. <laughs> right, exactly. Because he has a caretaker. He doesn't need anyone there no. necessarily. And in theory, you know, Maureen will be back Maureen's going to come back eventually. <laughs> <laughs> We're assuming at this point anyways that she'll come home. She's only been gone for a few hours. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, you know, Danny had said at one point that like it was difficult to find one thing to be mad at him about because it was just like a series of small everyday things. Right. And that's just like another example of him trying to pull the sort of like I'm sick card to yeah. prevent him from hanging out with his brother essentially. Yeah. I, I kind of thought like at the beginning when it was just Danny and Jean and they were like just talking about Matthew abstractly that Matthew wasn't actually ever going to be a character in the yeah. movie. He was just going to be somebody who never, they always talked about him, but he never actually came into play. So when he actually did come in, I was like, Oh, there's Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> he is going to be a character in the show. So that kind of took me by surprise. Right. And the way that it was set up is like Matthew is the golden child who has like the perfect relationship with dad, right. essentially. So then when we see him and he's kind of like uh, shredding, yeah. <laughs> seeing his father. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're like, aha. So it's, hmm. it is like a normal family that's fucked up. <laughs> a normal fucked up family. Good to know. <laughs> we all have one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think it, I kind of wish that we had seen a little more of Jean because we do get like the backstory yeah. that we, we find out that one of uh, Harold's friends was like a creep yeah. and showing his penis to her. Yeah. And we find out later that she's acting in her niece's films. Yes. Which are <laughs> pornographic. Or borderline, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's as he said, they're not unpornographic. Yeah, I kind of thought like Jean's story should have come after Matthew's, you know, and there should have been it was kind of almost like hers was an afterthought, yeah. like, oh, and and here's Jean. And I was like, let's let's give Jean some credit. <laughs> she could she could have her own story too. Yeah, and we don't really know, like, aside from that traumatic event in her childhood, like we don't know anything about the adulter really. It's right. She's like this and enigma. She, she alludes a lot to how hard it is to be her in their family dynamic, but there's never like a lot of information given as to why she feels that way. Right. Like she says, you know, because like after Danny and Matthew find out about Harold's perverted friend, Paul, like masturbating in front of her, basically yeah. like they go and bust up his car, even <laughs> yeah. though he's like an old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so they think that she's going to be like happy that they did this to like, you know protect her honor yeah. or something but yeah. but she's like why would you do that he's an 80 year old with dementia you know that doesn't make me feel better and then she's i can't remember i didn't write it down but she says something like you know there's nothing you could do that would change how much i don't fit into our family dynamic or something or yeah. how much of an outcast i feel and it's like oh why that's nothing you know clearly this one incident isn't the reason like why do you feel mm. that way right I want to know more about Jean. Me too. And I guess maybe that was the filmmaker's point is that like we get these sort of like in-depth stories about Danny and Matthew and we just kind of glance over Jean kind of like her family does. Like I'm, I'm assuming her father doesn't really 
pay her much mind, you know? Right. And maybe her mother didn't either. Maybe Danny was always the favorite of the those two. Because yeah. Danny and Jean have the same mother, but Matthew has a different mother. Yeah. And they all have the same father. So maybe, you know, Jean was always second to everybody kind yeah. of thing. And we know that Matthew's mother, like, admits that she was basically really harsh with those kids with yeah. Jean and, and Danny and kind of regrets it now. But, you know, that's kind of, you know... Uh, reference when Jean's telling her story too that she was afraid to even go to to Matthew's mother because she assumed she'd be angry with her right because she was always probably angry with her Matthew's mother that scene that was a strange scene (laughs) I don't understand why it was even in the movie honestly I know it seems out of place like (laughs) I guess just to show that like Matthew's thought like Harold wants him to stay with him but then we had to make sure to establish the fact that Matthew's mother's still in New York I don't know I don't know because we don't meet Danny and Jean's mother like why do we meet Matthew's mother it doesn't and it's very quick the whole scene's like what five minutes long that she's in you know it's over very quickly so what was the point of it I feel like there must have been a reason they chose yeah (laughs) Unless it's supposed to, like, show Harold's sort of self-centered nature, and he assumes that everything's really just a, a something about having to do with his life. Like, what he gleaned from that was that she was flirting with him, and yeah. that he, she wanted to be with him again. Whereas, like, for as an outsider, I do not think that was the no. case. <laughs> I also don't think that book belonged to him. <laughs> no, he's just, like, taking shit. And he hasn't seen her in 30 years and just shows up I, with his son. It's like, oh, this is my book. I've been looking for this. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Matthew's like, you haven't seen her in 30 years. You haven't been looking for that book for 30 years. Yeah. It's almost like Harold just lives in his own world. Like yeah. he is detached from everyone around him. And he doesn't seem to be able to have a conversation with anyone that makes a whole lot of cohesive sense. No. And maybe that was because of his like br- traumatic brain injury he was suffering the whole time. Maybe, but they don't seem to act like that's, it was abnormal for him <laughs> yeah. to be talking like that. Like, this is just no. that. And the way he doesn't communicate, basically. Yeah. He communicates but doesn't at the same time. Yeah. Says a lot that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Well, and then, like, even those for, like, even his close, like, friends. Like, we assume that he must have, at one point, had a close relationship with LJ. And yet, right. afterwards, like, after, you know, LJ is, like, so excited to see him at the show and see Danny. He basically uh, Harold basically tells Danny afterwards like oh he's such like a sellout and he has no talent and (laughs) all this stuff and it's like I think it's jealousy probably yeah it's 100% I think that LJ appears to have like everything that Harold wants Harold wants to have been the discovered artist who gets to have his own shows and gets to make money and gets to have what's her face know him personally Sigourney Weaver yeah Yeah, (laughs) know him personally and to have that kind of successful life and he's jealous that LJ has it and he doesn't so he just assumes that LJ must have like I think Harold thinks he is the better artist so that lj must have sold out to have achieved that because he wasn't able to achieve it does that make sense oh yeah yeah and i think that's also (laughs) doubled in like how he treats his children because at one point matthew is basically like you know you is about like the level of success and his dad sort of acts like it's never enough or something or he still doesn't think that he's successful but he's he matthew's pretty much just like 
essentially you're when he's screaming at him is just like you're jealous jealous that i've accomplished more than you and you don't want right. to admit it and i i beat you i think is what he kept screaming at him. yeah i beat you yeah and that's kind of the thing because it seemed they said at one point too that there could only be one artist in the family so every time that you know one of the others ex- uh, had some sort of like artistic talent it seemed like he was really quick to shut it down them and shut them <laughs> down yeah yeah. Because only he could succeed, and yet even he could not succeed, which made him exceedingly bitter. Yes. And, yeah. And and it's, it's almost like he criticizes his kids for not becoming artists, but at the yeah. same time, you know that they tried, and he like made sure they didn't succeed, essentially, yeah. or discouraged them from following, you know, those desires or whatever, playing exactly. piano or whatever it was, you know. Yeah. Because he couldn't stand the thought that one of his kids would be successful when he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Which is shitty. That's super shitty. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I mean, he ends up in a coma at the end, so I guess he got what, got what he was coming to. I guess so. <laughs> Although I did like about, speaking of the coma, I appreciated how, like, how they portrayed the sort of, like, chaotic confusion of, oh my that God. is the medical community. Yes. Because I was like, ah, this seems to somewhat reflect my own experiences hey. with the medical field. <laughs> I know yeah. that Subi would not appreciate that. But sure. I feel at the same time, it is probably accurate to some extent yeah. of how... Like almost impersonal, it has to be for oh, the doctors. Yeah. Even like when when the one doctor there, Doctor Sony, like she's like, and we're gonna put your father in a coma, and I'm going on vacation for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like you're you're putting our father in a coma and then leaving for three yeah. weeks. And she's just like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, that's not fair. And she's like, you're right, it's probably not. But like you know, she is also a person who has oh, to yeah. go and live her life. So you know, it's not fair. But at the same time, it wouldn't be fair to expect her just to stay by his side all the time either. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. And I. I liked their portrayal of like the distrust of I guess Matthew that leached onto everyone else of like the people in charge. So then we have that really comical scene with Dr. Sony when she's like talking and all three of them are writing yes. at the same time. <laughs> turning the They're page. all seem to be writing down like every single yeah. word that she's saying. And still because trying Matthew to like, like you have to write everything down. Yeah. And still trying to carry out a conversation, but Yeah. Uh, it's funny. It is surprising that he survives, like, given oh that he was put into, like, a medically induced coma, he's intubated, and then he gets septic, like, through yeah. his whole body, and then somehow also survives. Is I know. Impressive. <laughs> I was really sure that, like, he would have just die, but I guess we wouldn't have had the nice, like, moment of Danny confronting him finally that we've wanted. That's true, I suppose. Because he, which I do like when he finally does that and is basically like, I, well, he throws the plate on the floor and he's like, I'm like, yeah. I like that he says, <laughs> but like, I'll clean five, that up first. <laughs> yeah. I like that he says the five things that they're supposed to say before like someone dies all yes. at once, <laughs> quietly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I forgive you. Goodbye. I feel like the, um, the fist fight between Matthew yeah. and Danny was more effective than Danny's confrontation of Harold. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like that, it like fixes the relationship in some ways between like the fight and then the speech afterwards mm-hmm. at the art show. Like it like does kind of mend their relationship. Oh, and that's yeah. why Matthew's like, why don't you come and stay with me kind of thing. But I don't feel like Danny 
confronting Harold at the end there and telling him that he's leaving, like fixes his relationship with his father at all. Oh no, I don't think so. Yeah. But I think it gives him more of a backbone that he's been lacking for his entire life. Yeah. 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 yeah, That's true. But yeah. Yeah. So Elsa is an interesting character. Oh my gosh. (laughs) What is up with her films? Like the film Even objectively, no. I don't think they're good films. <laughs> like, no, me neither. They're and, terrible. And maybe this is to be a representation of like what's happening in the film. I don't know. And like art school <laughs> films are like meant to be sort of crazy. But I'm just like, yeah, what the hell is this? It's just like all about her having sex with furries, it seems. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And I like how everyone, well, I guess admittedly Danny at first is kind of like, What? But everyone else is, I'll watch that by myself. First. <laughs> which is, yeah. But everyone else is kind of like, oh, it's such a good movie. Like, wow, amazing. And maybe like, we're just. Well, are we watching critics. the same thing? I, know. <laughs> I don't think we are. I mean, I guess it's meant to be a commentary, but. <laughs> yeah. I but, don't get it. So, in, in the, the ending scene of the movie is with Elsa, too. And. I guess I don't understand the significance of it. Is she supposed to be like finding a box of Harold's like unknown work that hadn't been sold or something? So this is the one that they've been talking about for like they mentioned at the beginning of the film. They were saying that like at the Witten, is it Wittenberg or whatever it was. Yeah. I forget. There was um, at one point earlier on, he had his work on display there and then they had like tried to contact them to get the work, but then couldn't find it. Oh, and so they were trying to like okay. wandering, wandering around. And now I think that this just hit me now, but I think the importance might be that in fact, they've sold every other piece of his work minus the one that um, is there. Matthew was able to buy and also the one that's there. So okay. it's kind of like, that's another remnant of their father that, that or her grandfather that's still okay. around. Even okay. though he's still around, so it's less impactful, I think. But... <laughs> right. Well, you know, he'll die soon. He's old. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh okay. Gosh. Yeah, that makes yeah. more sense. I forgot that they had even discussed that at the beginning. Yeah. And I was like, what is she finding? Was this, like, unknown work? Like, work well, that had been forgotten yeah. about, put into storage or something? But... Yeah. Because we're not, yeah, we're just, like, not sure of what the state of it is. If it's if it was ever even on display there, I think, maybe is in question. Right, maybe he sent it to them, but it never actually made it to the display room yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, something. But yeah, I think that would have been a more impactful ending if like they had sold all the pieces and there was nothing left. Yeah. But in fact, we do go through that sort of painful scene <laughs> where he described, he, they mentioned the fact that he bought the piece because his dad had later named it renamed it from Untitled to Matthew. Right. Only to find out that it wasn't actually Matthew who was there when he made it. It was Danny. It should have been called Danny. Oh yeah. Which I think just shows that Matthew is the favorite, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh yeah. But still no mention of Jean. Like, never was the title yeah. Jean considered. That was never even an option. <laughs> I don't think Danny was even considered. It was just like... He thought he remembered a son being on the floor when he was making it and yeah. just assumed it was Matthew because Matthew is the favorite, basically, yeah. which is too bad. Yeah. <sighs> so, well, yeah. yeah. Did you write down any quotes that you liked from this? Um, I do have a few, yes. I have at the very beginning, Elsa says, do you realize that eating meat is worse than driving an SUV for a year? And I was like, yes, go Elsa. 
It's there true. And then when we first meet Jean, like one of the very first things she says is, I made cookies, but I stepped in dog shit. How <laughs> like, are the two things related? I don't uh, understand. Yeah. Um, and then I liked it when when they after they find out what happened to Jean, Danny's like, do we kick the shit out of him? And Matthew's just like, he's 80. It would kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, and then at the end, Maureen says, you have to give, you have, you have your, oh man, I didn't write that down right. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> that can't be what she said. I mean, she was <laughs> drunkenly incoherent some of the time. <laughs> Hold on. Let me read it and figure out what it must have been meant okay. to say. <laughs> and I think what she was going for was you have your idea of yourself and you uh-huh. got to hang on to that. Oh, yeah, when she was getting rid of her walk or whatever. Yes. And and then Harold says at one point, someone wrote a rave on my Google. I wrote that one down, too. (laughs) That was priceless. Um, I also like in the beginning when Danny was with his daughter in the car, and she's like, you should really get that limb checked out. Or she says, please see someone about that. And he says, yeah, I'm appointed with an acupuncturist. And she's like, someone (laughs) real, please. Oh, my God. Speaking of that, my dad wants me to try acupuncture. Oh, my gosh. TBD on whether or not it works. I mean, to be honest, like, (laughs) a good friend of mine at work is – uh, was just recently recommended from her doctor to get acupuncture for pain okay. management. So like, yeah. it's, I mean, it seems sort of like f- funky, but like, yeah. there's got to be something to Eastern based medicine. Yeah. yeah. He swears, he swears that like out of all the different treatments he's had, like chiropractic massage, like acupuncture is the one that's helped him the best. So, okay. well, you Might as well try it. Yeah. I think he was like going to make me an appointment with his person Uh-oh. too. So we'll see if that happens. Then you'll know it's like, you know, a legit person. In it as well. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> the only other... sure how legit the person is. They're well. like, oh. <laughs> but... that's probably true. <laughs> um, the only other thing that I wrote down was after, um, after everyone was watching Pagina Man together, Jean yes. says, wow, that was a hard R. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like borderline x there <laughs> almost oh my gosh but yeah so that's all i wrote so would you would you recommend this movie to to others i think i would yeah um yeah. i i enjoyed watching it enough that i think that i would say you know if you're looking for more of like a independent mm-hmm. kind of a little bit quirky of a movie you know this is a this is a good option and, and seeing Adam Sandler in a serious role is, is worth it too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I also, yeah, exactly. If you're looking for something quirky, independent, totally could work for you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it, it helps that it has like popular names in it. I'm sure that's what draws yeah. a lot of people to the, to the films and stuff, but yeah. Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller, Dustin Hoffman, Emma Thompson. Oh my gosh. So many. Yeah. I know there was a few more. Those are the ones I wrote down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are the only ones I wrote down too. Um, but yeah, so um, overall, would recommend. Indeed. All right. Uh, thumbs up. Thumbs up. If uh, that said, if you've listened all the way through, thank you. And <laughs> if you, <laughs> you're welcome. And uh, if you have an idea of what we should check out next time, please let us know. Uh, I know some some uh, n- new seasons of different series are going to come out soon, so we might end up forcing ourselves to watch a series i know you guys we want to do more series we know they're good we are just so busy in our lives that watching a whole series in a week is like 
not been possible recently. <laughs> yeah. So but we do, things... we have plans. We have lists of series we seriously, that we intend we, to watch. Yeah, we seriously do. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Pun intended. Pun intended. But um, that said, if there is a short series or other films <laughs> that you really, really liked on Netflix and that you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to reach out. You can do so on Twitter at NNO Podcast. Or you can send us an email at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. Yes, we accept all suggestions. Or just all correspondence in general. Just say hi, please. (laughs) (laughs) None of you have done so yet. No. It's starting to feel personal. A little bit. (laughs) On that note, uh, we'll be back next week. So until then. Bye. Goodbye.